0: Welcome to the podcast of St. Basil the Great Catholic Church in Brecksville, Ohio, with homilies, talks, and interviews relevant to your Catholic faith. God bless you and enjoy. Be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. You shall be holy as the Lord your God is holy. Is that an attainable standard? I know the first time I ever heard that scripture, I just said it's impossible. We know we are sinners. Paul, in one of his epistles, says that we all fall short of the glory of God. So, how can God expect us to attain his glory when he tells us in another place in scripture that we all fall short? What is Jesus telling us today? What did God tell Moses when he gave them the Levitical law, you shall be holy? What are we trying to understand? What does God want us to understand? And I think as I reflect on this and reflected over it over time, I think God is telling us something about our own nature and about the law. And what he tells us about the law, he has taken the law and he came last week. He said, I did not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. So the law is intact. He's not abolishing it. The rules still apply. But he's embellishing them. More than embellishing, he's saying, I'm giving you a new standard. I'm giving you a new goal. The goal is to be, go beyond turning the other cheek. The goal is beyond committing adultery. It's not even thinking about it. And I don't know about you, but as I reflect on these new goals, these new standards, it goes against my nature, the nature in which I was raised. My father taught me, by the way, that if someone strikes me, I need to hit them back. And he taught me how to box. Now, I wasn't very good at it. But when somebody hit me, I did hit back. And then I had to turn the right cheek and the left cheek and the right cheek and the left cheek because they were much, <laughs> they were much better than me and they literally pummeled me. But I got in that lick that my father taught me I should do. He taught me not to steal. But he also taught me if someone steals from me, I need to go get it back. I need to find them and I need to reclaim what they took from me. So there's something about what John is asking us to do that goes against our human nature. And I think we can all agree that we all test the limits of the law. As a teenager, I know when my parents said my curfew was a certain time, I would come in 10 minutes later. And if they didn't respond, the next week I would come in 15 minutes later. And if they didn't respond, the next week it was 20 until they finally hit that limit where they responded and I said, okay, my curfew really is 1130. So we we somehow, we expand the law to suit our own desire not to have these rules imposed upon us. I think all of you know the speed limit on Brecksville Road is 35 miles an hour until you hit Mill Road, then it becomes 25, and it stays 25 as you go south down as far as the Lutheran Church. Well, the other day I started at Independence at the city line. I set my cruise control at 35 miles an hour. And I passed one car from there to Richfield. Everyone else passed me. So is the speed limit 35 miles an hour or is it 40 miles an hour? We have this tendency to take the law and make it, mold it to what we desire to do. And Jesus is coming along and he's giving us a new definition of the law. But if you paid attention to the scriptures, you're going to find out the definition has never really changed with God. Paul in his letter to the Romans tell us that none of us will be righteous by works of the law. None of us contain, can obtain holiness, be righteous before God's eyes by works of the law. So Paul is telling us, and he tells us in another place, that the law can only discipline us. It only teaches us what sin is. But that's what our parents did. That's what our teachers did when we went to school in PSR, in Catholic school. They taught us the law. And we learned how to obey the law, but we also learned how to stretch the limits of the law. To kind of redefine it to suit ourselves. In fact, we yield to the temptation that Adam and Eve fell to when the serpent told them, did God really say? Well, did God really say that I shouldn't look at that movie that has all those racist themes in it? Did he really say I shouldn't read this book that has all these explicit scenes in it? Did he really say? And that's what we tend to do. We tend to walk up to the very threshold of where sin begins in our own minds, And we convince ourselves that we haven't sinned. And that's what Jesus is telling us today. He's redefining sin for us, but he's telling us the measure which God wants us to follow. He's not redefining anything. He's just giving us a standard of what it means to be a disciple. And the reason he wants us to do that is because we are the witnesses of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We are the witnesses of God's love. We are the witnesses that do exactly what that responsorial psalm said, to show the world that God is merciful, he's gracious, he's kind, he's loving, and he's forgiving. And we do that by word and example, by the things we do and the things that we fail to do. But we live up to a standard that when people see us in our workplace or in the schools or in the playgrounds or wherever they see us, they know we are Christians by the way we walk or the way we talk by the things we do. Jesus is really telling us to be aggressive about looking at our sin, sin, ourselves and our sin and to stop redefining ourselves by how well we follow the law. Because if you really think about it, all of us gathered here today, we're not great sinners. We're not doing horrible things. We're not murderers. We're not rapists. We don't rob banks. We don't steal cars. We don't defraud our neighbors out of their savings. We commit those small things we call venial sins. And we convince ourselves that that's okay. That it's okay because they're not deadly sins. We're still in a state of grace. We can still receive the Eucharist. And we convince ourselves that we are in good standing with God. And the truth is what Jesus is telling us today is no, you're not. Because I hold you to a higher standard. God is telling us that he sent his son to redeem us, but that means that we have to live a life of the redeemed. That we have to live a life that shows the world that we are believers in God's grace, in God's love, in God's mercy. And we understand that their only salvation we have is because of Jesus Christ, not by our works. Paul had it right. We will never be holy by works of the law. It can only tell us that we've sinned. It can't change us. So how do we get to this standard of being holy as God is holy? Well, God has prepared a way for us to do that. And he tells us that very clearly in the scriptures. He said, I'm going to change your heart. I'm going to pour my spirit into you and I'm going to change your heart so that you will follow my laws automatically. Then we will automatically fulfill what God requires of us when we start yielding our lives to the action of the spirit within us. And the Spirit will define sin for us. It will tell us, it will bring us to a higher standard. It will motivate us to be different, to speak different, to act different, to respond to God differently. This passage cannot be ignored because the standard seems impossible. It is impossible for us. But as the Scriptures say, nothing is impossible without God, with God, with us. And God sent us the spirit to make us holy men and holy women. And if there's any message in this gospel today, God is saying, quit trying to do it on your own and rely on me. Rely on me to guide you and lead you. Rely on my spirit to guide you to holiness and help you understand the great depth of my father's love and the plans that I have for you to fulfill his plan on this earth to spread the good news. That God is a forgiving and a merciful God. And we only have righteousness because Jesus Christ died for us. We hope you enjoyed this audio from our parish. You can find other homilies, talks, and interviews at our website, basilthegreat.org, or by subscribing to this podcast in your favorite app. Just search for St. Basil Catholic Church, Brecksville. St. Basil the Great, pray for us.